The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to episode 131 of 4th and John. I am Gail Saunders, a.k.a. Eagle Sessions, here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And today, uh, we're, we're looking at the scoreboard, folks. Uh, right now, the scoreboard says COVID-19-4, the Eagles, zero, 0. And when you think about an NFL team facing an, an opponent... Uh, you, re- you usually know the, uh, the their tendencies. You know what what, what they're trying to attack yeah. and how how you can defend against it. But COVID nineteen is a faceless opponent. Um, we, we're not exactly sure where you can get it, how you can get infected uh, with the virus. Uh, there, the, the, we've we've gotten some tools on how to protect ourselves, but we're, at the moment this. This team is is going through a period of time where they're doing their best to protect themselves against COVID nineteen, and COVID nineteen is a beast right now, folks. Mm. Uh, you know, when I said four to zero, that that means four people related to the Philadelphia Eagles have uh, come down with COVID nineteen. You, you you talk about Lane Johnson, one of your top tackles in the league, uh, a guy who's Provides protection for Carson Wentz. You talk about Jordan Malata, a guy who's trying to rebound his career. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Gary, uh, one of our starting linebackers, potential starting linebackers. Uh, and now we're talking about Coach Peterson. We're talking about the the head of the snake in terms of he's the leader. He's the guy that makes this, this ship run. When you think about a team moving forward without their leader, you know, obviously they're going to have a virtual leader. But how does that look like? Where does the team go from here? Evan, has any of this news shocked you? I know that the season has been uh, an onion, man. We keep yeah. peeling the layers. Just keep peeling yeah. it back. Now now here we are. I mean, they're up four to nothing. But, Gail, we've got a whole second. They had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. COVID-19 had our number in the first half. But I really think that we got a lot of potential on this uh, on this back end of 2020. I mean, it is crazy, man, that, like, you look at this team and, I mean, b- being realistic about it, you, you accept the fact that going into a season like this that 
ultimately, just how like you go into any NFL season, there's going to be injuries. And I think that everybody is approaching this season with the mentality of not only is there going to be injuries, but there's going to be ultimately players that test positive for COVID on your team at some point during this year. Um, I don't know if it fully registers for people though when it is like it's big time names. When you when you got an, an all pro, probably future Hall of Famer and Lane Johnson getting uh getting COVID and um you know, all the way up, like you said, the head of the snake man to Doug Peterson. And it's just like I don't know what the Eagles exactly have been doing on the inside as far as their communication on a daily uh, a day-to-day basis. I don't know if Doug Peterson, even prior to contracting COVID, was talking to these guys through Zoom meetings or whatever. I assume that that's what was going on. But this entire season is just so weird, man. I feel like no matter what ends up happening this season, you can't help but look at it with an asterisk because, like, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just not a normal NFL season. It doesn't have that feel to it. There's so many stipulations that are that are around it that it just doesn't feel like of of. It feels like an NFL season light, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I think I think we're going through like a, a, a real experiment. You know, we're you know a, a football season with no real off season. Yeah. You know, the guys aren't out there. We'd be talking about the training camp stories. Would be the training camp battles we'd be talking about uh but you know you you wish you could rub some tussin on 2020 and this football season to make it better but there's no real answers at this moment i think we're just all flying by the seat of our pants and and when you listen to the interviews of the players uh you know talking about the situations that they're going in going into um they don't know what the future entails either nobody knows what's going on they're, it's like they're hoping for the best. Yeah. When, when in terms of t- talking about a season, you're like, yeah, like, like normal years of on this podcast, we talk about seasons. You know, you're not right. We're we're like throwing a uh, a hail mary on the season. Yeah. Um, but to me, it kind of like. It almost sounds like a bunch of company talk, though. Too. You know what I mean? I don't think there's going to be any players that outwardly come out and say, um, you know, I don't think we should. I I, I think was OBJ. it Keenan Allen? OBJ recently. Yeah, OBJ that. came out and said that, but I don't think that that's going to get support from other, like I think that the majority of players are going to end up uh, taking a PR stance on this and saying, "Hey, you know, like I, I think the NFL is doing a great job, um, you know, not keeping us in a bubble and you know, go shoving us out there." I don't know, man. I don't think that players are going to be completely truthful about whether they think the season's going to happen or not. I think there's a lot of guys that are preparing right now and in the back of their mind are really thinking that there's no way this shit's going to happen. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. Yeah, I think you have to take a stance, especially when you're in front of a mic and you're trying to, like, you know, tote the uh, the company line there mm-hmm. uh, and keep the message clear. Um, you know, like, I recently watched the, the interview with uh, Doug Peterson, um, and he's, you know, coming in, talking with uh spadero virtually and just just saying that he's in good spirits and he's he's doing well he's 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 asymptomatic again you know you talk about another good thing as well of course no symptoms and he you know had covid um and it's just like but he he mentioned that he's feeling good he he feels good he if he if he was able to coach he could uh but i i was watching the interview and thinking like 
what happens if this happens during a uh, a game? Well, you know, obviously they have uh, Deuce Staley. The Deuce is loose. Yeah. He's, he's acting as coach. But do we have a virtual Doug Peterson like, you know, like a – uh, Obi Wan comes through with like a hologram. And a hologram, yeah. Doug, do we go four on fourth and five on two? <laughs> Doug comes up and he's like, "Carson, save us! You are our listen, only hope." <laughs> listen, my child, you should go here. You should go for it on four. Like what? Like you could have like a coach on the sideline who's coaching virtually. This yeah. is this is something that could potentially happen that would that would be wild and futuristic to see to just see a television on the sideline and it's just like uh you know a zoom call of doug peterson he's sitting there with the clipboard and everything like getting bitched out by your coach via zoom wheel me over to the bench i I gotta ream these guys out hey carson i told you hit the check down the check down was wide open (laughs) don't you walk away from me carson (laughs) roll me over there bro Roll me over there. It's, it's bizarre, and it's like something out of the future, and I don't think – like what I think that everybody is not really um, considering a lot is like is this the future of what we're going to be dealing with as well? Like nobody really – it seems like this timeline on COVID is so open-ended as far as like you go back to March 16th when the official lockdown first took place. Uh, you know, the NBA shut down. The whole world kind of stood still for a moment. It was like, man, like – you know, how long, like, how many weeks are we, are we talking about here? Like, two, three weeks we're going to be stuck in our house? Man, we're in August now. Like, there's really no timeline as to when this is going to finally end. And so I really think that, like you said, everybody's scrambling, flying by the seat of their pants. I don't know if this is the new normal. Who knows, uh, man? I, I think it could be, for the time being, the new normal. Um, but you, you look about, look at, Around the league, around like other sports, I think high school sports is now pushed till spring, uh, yeah. twenty twenty one, and you, yeah. you're like, the high school's already preparing for it. Like, yeah. is college following? I'm suit seeing with that. You 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 see it. I, I saw a lot of. Uh, there was a school in Colorado as well that could be getting oh, in some trouble. Did, yeah, covering did you up. see that? And that's the thing with. Like, that's what's going to ultimately screw this up for everybody is that, like, if everybody follows protocol and does what they're supposed to do, we're still going to get cases, even if we follow protocol. But when you have people that are outwardly ignoring what you're supposed to be doing and just, you know, bucking the system, doing whatever, doing whatever they want, like, that's what's going to F it up for everybody. If you have organizations like that that are just willy nilly, you know, throwing COVID around, like, I mean, the, we were we're one chicken wing away from losing the oh my NFL God. season. Mag- <laughs> Magic City's going to be the downfall of every sport. Yo, if the chicken wings are good in what what every area that this t- your team is located in, at the strip clubs, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Those chicken wings <laughs> could be detrimental to your your roster, and it, it's it's just funny thinking about like you know like. Guys are like, yeah, my COVID's acting up. You know, I'll, yeah. be, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Or or how long that takes, or the, just the because you think about you know Rudy Rudy Gobert, they call him play, the Player Zero, the first open open guy to have COVID, and like yeah, and after well, he was being a funny guy touching all the microphones it, too. But remember how everyone reacted? We we're like, he's gonna die. Like he's, yeah, he he has like oh my god, like mm-hmm. and now now we are now we're here. Fast forward. And 
you know, we have a, I'd say we have a better understanding, understanding of it, not a full understanding, but we have a better understanding of it. So it's like, you know, seeing the league move forward, it's just, it's interesting, especially without a, bu- without a bubble type situation. Because yeah. if you guys have seen uh, Matisse Thibault's. Um, He's doing a great job documenting oh, what's going on inside the end. Yeah. yeah. He, like, and that's what I said to people too. Is like, if he never played basketball, that guy could have a serious career in filmmaking as well. Like he's yeah, he, talented. He was, he was on Jimmy Fallon the other night, but just just seeing the level of security and level of testing and the level of uh, attentiveness the NBA is having towards the the uh, COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. then you look at um, the NFL and you're like, you know, all these players are going back to their families. Right. And yeah. what what if uh, what if your what if your uncle is living with you or your your parents are living mm-hmm. with you and they go to your wife you know, your wife goes out to the grocery store and get whatever man I'm, I'm going to to shop in Mart and for some food and comes back with it like yeah you there's you there's no way that you can stop right that type and, of situation happen and that's the thing that I think the entire sports world really isn't um, fully accepting yet is that like the NBA has a good model of how to make this work it's an extreme model in the bubble and you you get taken away from your family for you know multiple that's the months. toughest part that's the toughest part but like ultimately there's jobs that take you away from your family uh, you know with obligation and they pay a lot less so that's the way I think a lot of the majority of the population looks at you look at the people in the armed forces and all that like they go and get taken away from their family for months years at a time and they're not making a fraction what these NBA guy players are looking at so yeah. you know it's, it's one of those things that you it's your job and like if, if that's what you want to do play basketball like I'm sorry that this is the way the NBA is right now but you have an excellent opportunity to set your, your family up for life yeah my, 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 you're talking about like jobs that we have to go away. My buddy's a fisherman, so he goes out on sea for like months on end. Doesn't see his family, but comes back. You know, fishermen get paid a good salary. Yeah. Um, for for some real um, hefty trips when they come back, and they makes it. It can be lucrative, but it's they're away from their families. But thinking about sports now being that kind of job where you're yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of. I gotta be. I gotta be. Is gonna. If they don't have a a vaccine or whatever, I mean, could this be the new norm of like you get separated from your family for a couple months, play the season, and then go back to your families? It's it's that, wild. It's wild yeah. to think about, and especially with these guys, these are all younger people for the most part that are involved in um, you know professional sports. These are all people that are. Not just fresh out of college, but mid to late twenties, early thirties. These are people that are starting their lives. They're they're finding people. They're settling down. They're starting families. And to say, you know, to someone like Carson Wentz, for instance, who just had his first baby girl, like to say, you know, you gotta step away for six months. Like that's that for for a, a first time father for any father. I'm sure that's that's a heavy ask. I mean, it's a heavy ask for any guy in their twenties who just got, you know, $7 million in their bank account and want to, like, live it up. Um, and, you know, it's like I can understand, like, I can understand, how, like, when you're younger, you do you do stupid things. Like, and to be, I guess, a professional, you got to be, you really got to hunker down and, like, become a true professional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just an example of it, and it's it's just like um, 
it's one of those things that you it's not anybody's fault it's just one of those things you got to deal with like covid don't get me wrong it sucks everybody is on the same page that covid 19 sucks but like it being annoying and an inconvenience on our lives isn't going to make it go away and it's not just going to go away overnight and this is a thing that we have to deal with regardless of the fact that it sucks so you know if we want to facilitate professional sports and we want a world where we can still watch professional sports these are the sacrifices ultimately that are going to have to take place and and one takeaway there was an interview with Carson Wentz recently um, where he, he made mention of the situation mm-hmm. and being professional on and off the field. Mm-hmm. I hope the baby's doing well, families are okay. I wanted to ask you just how much of a challenge do you think not only camp will be, but this entire season not playing at a ball, but you see kind of what's going on with the Phillies, what happened with the Marlins, even with you guys, with Wayne and some of your other players. How much of a challenge will this all be, not just for you and each individual guy, but the entire team, coaching staff, other teams, as you guys try to embark on this season? Yeah, uh, very aware that it is going to be a challenge. Uh, you know, it's we, we've talked about it, you know, a, a fair amount, and it's you got to be a professional um, 24-7, not just when you're in the building now, but it's, it's how do you take care of yourself uh, out of the building and, and, you know, be smart and, and handle your business. And so it, we really are all in this thing together. Um, it's we say that all the time. It's kind of the cliche thing, but uh, has a little different meaning this year. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not dumb to know like different ways guys can still get it. Like things might happen, um, and, and so you, you never know how this is going to unfold. But um, you know, we're going to do everything we can as a team to make sure, especially as leaders, to make sure guys are are handling their business. You know, not just in the building, but outside the building, who they're around, what they're going to do. Um, so it's going to look different, and, and it is going to be a challenge, but. Uh, I think we in, in Philly are up for it, and you know, hopefully everyone around the league uh, is up for it as well. Now, I mean, Carson's really just speaking to, like, what I like I was saying about the the company speak. I think there was uh, some of that sprinkled in there, but he's he's ultimately, you know, he's he's ready for the season. He's not. He never came across to me as a guy that was going to be opting out of uh, of the season. Carson, to me, f- football is his life. He grew up in the uh, in the plains of North Dakota. He's a tough dude. Something like COVID wasn't going to be the thing that kept him out of the season. But um, you know, I, I think that he is a a really good teammate. And any guy like Marquise Goodwin that's going to end up opting out, he's going to be very understanding. Yeah, I think that that interview, you know, he had he had a, had a couple takeaways that were were interesting. Um, they did ask him about mentoring. Jalen Hurts. I feel like I feel like he's a player who's going to embrace Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, he knows exactly how important it is to have a backup to just in case he goes down. I feel like I I do think hopefully he has that mentality of you know Michael Jordan yeah. where he 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 feels slighted and he he's gonna make you pay for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, just just the competitive nature of football players, you like to see them be challenged in certain ways. Hopefully, he rises to the occasion. Just because because sometimes you need motivation to like bring your game to the next level. But it's more it's at the end of the day, it's really more about the team and making sure that Philadelphia Eagles are good just in case something yeah. happens. Um, but it's just uh, you know the, the other the other one of the other questions that. 
was kind of interesting, you know, just him talking about they they were asking him about the wide receivers and you know, he he said they're they're all fast. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's excited about, you know, what they bring to the table. So I mean, you have the and when you look at the Eagles wide receivers from last season, the vertical vertical threat was was absent, not existent. Uh, and to have that potential, he's got to be excited. And that's one thing he said about you know, he's super bummed about good uh, Marquise Goodwin not not being able to uh, play with him this season. So I think uh, from a standpoint of um, the wide receivers, that was one of the big topics of that. Um, press conference absolutely yeah and uh just like talking about the wide receivers that were added me and you were talking prior to uh the show today just about this interview and we were saying how like he in the interview they asked him about whether like what his influence was on the in the draft and the players and all that i was a little um like his answer gave the effect that he didn't exactly have that much influence on the guy the guys that they drafted but I, I, you, you talk some sense into me in just about how, um, like, really Carson probably approached Doug, approached Howie, and was just like, man, we need a vertical threat on this team. Like, I need air. And that's exactly what Carson needs in this offense. We had – it was completely absent last year. There was no one that could take the top off. It was just dink and dunk, dink and dunk all year long. Uh, adding speed to this roster just gives the an amazing amount of variety that we can add to our playbook. And uh, I think Carson, even though he, he mentioned how he feels super bummed that he's not going to be able to play with Marquise Goodwin, I think he's still uh, overly excited about all the, the pieces that he has currently. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like I make to make mention of of you saying uh, if he had any Im- input, I'm f- I'm sure he was watching film and seeing like, oh, this guy, th- this is this is what I need here. Like, you know, they par- pro- probably weren't saying Carson. You know, you co-sign and we'll draft him. Um, right. But I'm sure they were like, what do you think of him? Or you know, he, he, I'm sure he's watched the film. Um, I mean, if you watch any um, Jalen Rager's film, you're like, yeah. I, got, I, I could, could use, see myself working with him. Yeah, I could. I could use this in the offense. I could use a, 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 you know, a check down guy or a guy that can take a screen to the house or a guy who could take a reverse, who mm-hmm. a real, a real reverse to the house. Yeah. Um, like you, you know, you you watch Nelson Aguilar take a reverse. It was always just awkward. Or yeah. A, a screen. It was kind of awkward. Or, Alshon Jeffrey take a screen. It's like you know, like it was. It was too much bouncing around. There was not like like uh, Jalen Rager is a guy that puts his foot in the ground and then just runs towards the end zone. Where Nelson Aguilar felt like was trying to get just too cute with it. He didn't have Shady McCoy's cut ability, but he thought that he did. Well, I mean Aguilar also was a running back in high school, um, so it was just. I mean, he he does have that that twitch ability, but it's not the just, Shady's level. That's what I'm it's saying. Just, it's just not fluid. Yeah. It's not a fluid, like he's a, he he can be twitchy at sometimes, but like, not like, Rager or like right. You know. And then Rager has that speed that like if you if he puts his foot in the ground, it's running straight, he'll run right by you, man. Like there there is no catching him. Yeah, and uh, Carson also made mention of uh, Jay Jaw and in, in his uh, development. Um, you know, he feels like he can be a uh, you know added bonus. Like if if you can get something out of J. Joe, which I I still think 
it's very doable. I don't, I don't under like I do under, I do understand why Eagle fans are mad because Eagle fans are Eagle fans. Yeah, one hundred percent. They want, they want, you know, they become like millennials. They want it now, man. Mm-hmm. There's no time <laughs> for development. Now. There's no there's time no, for development. No. We want it now, bro. Right. Like, there's no, there's no development around here. Uh, but <laughs> I feel like uh, you got to be patient. Like, absolutely. I mean, and that, that's a. What's nice now is that like, Jaw, I think, um, felt a lot of pressure from last season. I think that I'm not trying to give him an out or an excuse or anything. But when like wide receiver after wide receiver starts to go down, like his expected output just increases and increases. And then when he wasn't performing to that, I think that that really got in his head. And that that might have been partial as to why he was dropping that ball versus the Lions or, you know, he just didn't have the season that everybody anticipated him to have. But um, like, I I think that that's not like after one season, you can't just give up on a guy like that. Like he was he's got. Um, he's he's shown flashes of ability of uh, being able to go up and get a ball. You just ha- you have to ease him into the offense and can't just thrust him in there and expect him to be your number one wide receiver. Yeah, I I think you know he was, he was dealing with injuries, and I think the biggest part of match the maturation of receivers out of college or any players out of college, you know they they do say is playing receiver is one of the hardest positions to like really pop off from like the beginning is wide receiver mm-hmm. um but put some injuries on the table that's another like not all players know how to play through injury and at right. the next level they expect you to play through injuries like are you hurt or you you can't go right because like, right. if you're hurt you can go <laughs> but if you can't go then you can't then go you, you can't go like the yeah. players play through injury all the time and um Spe- speaking of playing through injury how about the the Terminator that we have on the offensive line, man? Do you see that story earlier? Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks talking uh, not ruling out returning this season. Like, is is my man smoking that good good or what's going on? Like, I don't I don't know if he I don't. First of all, have you, the dude's got abs on abs. Like when you oh, when you like like you when you you talk about guards, you think about like like big hogs out there, just yeah. like. Pushing Big people around, plump dude. Yeah, this, I mean, this, dude is thick with three C's, but <laughs> dude, dude has abs now. Like I'm like, bro, like, like if you if you see if you ever go down um, to watch the players warm up before uh, the games on the sideline, and you look at the size of all these guys, the humans, yeah, the, like he's one of the like biggest guys that it's, it's crazy. Yeah, like. Everything about him is just like rock solid. He's just like a dude. Is like a if you would would want a personal bouncer, like that's mm-hmm. the dude that you'd want as a bouncer or a p- professional bodyguard. Yeah, I want that dude because he's he's a monster. He is. He's like he, he, everything about him just just like dwarfs you. I can't imagine. But, like, you know, I, I can't imagine. I've seen it. Like, him standing next to a Darren Sproles. It's just, like, it's comical to look at. It looks like, you know, a massive giant standing next to a little child. And now now he, he can fight, too? Like he and can he take... can, yeah. What, what's going and on here? Not not only can he fight, but, like, like when you do, I feel like when you do the uh, the mixed martial arts like that, I know he's doing jujitsu. You you become a lot more fluid in your motions as well. Like, you, you become... He's not only as strong as an ox, but he can control his body to a very good degree now. 
Yeah, I mean, but the only thing that the great we flexibility worry, as well. We we worry about uh, is his Achilles, man. He's got and now, he's got two two Achilles injuries, mm-hmm. and now he's trying to. If the story's correct, he wants to come. He's not ruling it out. It's insane, man. Yeah, he got he got put on the uh, on the pup list, so he could potentially come back after uh, at earliest. Uh, what was that, was that six weeks? Is how long you stay on the pup list, I believe. So I'm not sure. I like. I so think he, the I mean, earliest he could possibly be back on that list would be week seven, but right. I don't think that would happen. Maybe later towards the end of the season, but still, if he comes back at any point during the season, it's absolutely remarkable. And if if I'm being honest, I when you think about like I, I like the idea of like the guy giving his full effort to get back on the field, but you know thinking long term. Um, it could be too. It could be, could be way too early for yeah. him to come back, and he, he could put his career in jeopardy. You know, too, yeah, too much strain. Like I, I get one Achilles tear on one side, but he's got him on both sides, and potential of tearing one Achilles another another time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Jason Achilles. Uh, I said Jason Achilles. <laughs> Jason Peterson. You know, he's he's had those Achilles injuries, but. Um, it's just something to think about long term with a guy like Brandon Brooks, who we need for another couple of years here. For sure, for sure. Yeah, like that piece still hasn't been um, like that. We we don't have a piece beyond Brandon Brooks at this point. We brought back Jason Peters to fill that void, and obviously that's not the long term answer. We thought every Eagles plan, uh, fan in this fan base thought that Jason Peters was going to be gone up until the point that Brandon Brooks had that injury. So you know we don't have that. Um, that piece behind him that's ultimately going to be Brandon Brooks' successor. So we need him long-term. I agree with you that he should probably, unless, you know, some medical miracles happen, um, he should probably just take the season take the season off. But he's proven us wrong before. I mean, you know, he came back with the, uh, was, it, was it the Achilles or the ACL yeah, that he the had most recently? Achilles. The Achilles. Yeah. When he came back from that man, that was that was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I mean he's 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 an impressive dude, on and off the field. So we're we're, we're wishing him the best. Uh, we're also wishing all the people out there the best. Yeah, uh, I know recently there was a storm on the the, nor- the northeast over here. There's tornadoes, all types of stuff. Like people are actually without power in some situations. We were out actually without power, so we're yeah. sorry for not a. Uh, putting yeah. out a podcast but uh we were sitting in the dark for a little bit how many how, how long were you out with, without power um i was out without power multiple times yesterday um probably for about an hour to two hours a piece uh once in the morning and once in the afternoon but i was without internet for the majority of the day up until probably about seven eight o'clock at night last night and it's, it's weird i was out it, it was going out like periodically throughout the whole day and then um at night, I was out for like an hour, then it popped back on, mm-hmm. and then it was out for another half hour, then it popped back on. Did you and do the it, old uh, take your take your phone and uh, laptop or whatever out to the car and uh, turn the car on, let it charge a little bit? No, I I, I kept it charged. I was oh, okay. like, I kept it plugged in because I was like, you know, you never know, but it, yeah. But it, it it does it does make you sit back and think about how dependable you are on that. Wi-Fi, and you're like, uh, I need, yeah, I need to be connected. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I was at one point I was sitting, I broke out the uh, the candles, and I was sitting candles 
candle side and paint the shoes by by candle by candlelight like, wow like, like what what else am i gonna do wow you were like in like the 1800s mode right there you know just working on your shoe shop in, in candlelight <laughs> i was like i could paint burning could the paint, midnight oil paint a little bit here but you know it it, it is it kind of is kind of where would you feel how dependent you are on technology mm-hmm yeah yeah it is um yeah it's 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 a weird thing to I think this entire year has been an eye opener as as far as putting everybody's lives in perspective and how much each individual little thing means to us. Um, you know, I'm thankful. I'm I'm not sure if we brought this up earlier, but I'm, I'm thankful to have a quarterback that's not the most corny person on the planet. I'm not sure if you happened to catch Russell Wilson's recent video. Oh God, <laughs> man, that Unlimited. was so cringy, Mister Unlimited. Unlimited. He came out with a video today. Uh, where he was trying to, I guess this is his attempt at the uh, at Larry, his version of Larry McCutcheon. Have you seen that with uh, Uncle with, Larry? Yeah, with Uncle Larry, uh, Aaron McCutcheon from the Phillies. He, I think it was Howard Eskin before, um, just called him the wrong name and called him Larry McCutcheon. And ever since then, he's been using that as an alter ego where he puts on the mustache and everything. And it's funny. It's like a fun thing that he does. I, 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 all Phillies fans appreciate it, but now you got Russell Wilson, King Cornball, out in Seattle, and he, he's just out there, like, oh my god! I, I just highly recommend you go watch the video. Go he's got, he's video. got either yeah, he's his. Got either his. There you go. Hey guys, uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring. Yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. A real, real exciting. You know, I'm real excited. Um, but anyways, uh. Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You, know? you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like. Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who is your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll. They think this person. Think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited. Tom. Oh my goodness. Lord gracious. have mercy. <laughs> and like like me and Gail are sitting here looking at each other over uh, over Streamyard, and like it's so hard. Not to just like cover your face and cringe while watching that. Like, don't get it twisted, Russell William, Russell Wilson, the football player. Like, I mean, beast, beast. But this, he has awkward moments. Like, I, I still root for the guy, but yeah. I, but I don't know about if you I see, root for. I don't know if I root for Mister Unlimited. Okay, I don't know if I can root for Mister Unlimited. He's he's a quarterback that you know, obviously. Uh, Talent-wise, and even as a person, seems like a great person. Seems like a great family guy. Um, obviously, <laughs> a great teammate. But dude, like, it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of like that one friend that's got the uh, that's got the dad that's just way too corny, always making dad jokes and stuff like that, embarrassing his son. You know what I mean? It's just uh, 
it's awkward. And I think that uh, among grown men, that's just, it. Just kind of juvenile. I don't know. Hey, hey, Dad! Remember you were on, on, on online and you were just talking about Mister Unlimited? You know his. <laughs> like, his like that's are... the thing is that like he's watching that video. He's like, oh, that was good. That was good. I'm gonna post that. Self awareness. <laughs> Self awareness level on Madden's probably around about fifty. <laughs> gonna, gonna, oh, it's gonna take a hit there for sure. I'm gonna knock him down probably about fifty point, fifty <laughs> points on that one. But um, hey, the dude's together with Sierra, so maybe it's us. I don't know. Hey, maybe she, but maybe she likes that. To each his own. To each his um, own. You know, and that's 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 probably what the moral of this podcast is: to each their, to each you know their own. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, any any uh, any uh, last words before we get out of here? Um, stay you know, same message as usual. Stay safe. Pray for a season. Um, ju- you know, go, wa- watch out for hurricanes. Watch out for for all the craziness that's going on in this world right now. It's 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 moving too fast for any of us to really uh to really appreciate. So you know, hope for a football season. Yeah. Um. My advice is just take one day at a time, and you know, try try and uh, you know, live live each day to its potential. Uh, make sure you uh, take care of your mentals and your chickens, uh, and check in with your family and friends. And absolutely, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's always fly eagles fly, and we will catch you guys in the next. One. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.